I feel an, an infinite amount of choices available to me. I don't really fear taking next steps. I, I'm not really afraid anymore to make changes. This is Parenting Reimagined, a place where the conversation goes beyond what we do as parents, and we take the time to consider what parenting teaches us, how it transforms us, and what being parents means for the landscape of our inner lives. I am Sherry Walling. Christy Macias is a biologist turned owner of a boutique home-based daycare center. She is married and the mother of two daughters. For more about Christy and the center that she runs, check out the link to her website on our website, parentingreimagined.org. My name is Christy Macias, and I am married to Danny Macias. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter. What have you loved about motherhood? Wow. Uh... If, if I were to choose one thing, I would have to say that it's the awe that comes along with each new discovery, whether it's the discovery with my daughters or something about myself or something about my family as a whole. It's those little moments that are new and fresh and rewarding, and we know we're going to begin to build upon those moments. So it's the awe of these incredible moments of learning and discovery. Then the last thing that you said was really striking to me about the expectation that there's more awe coming. There's more, there's more discovery coming. Yes. One of my favorite things is wondering where we're going to go next with something that we've just experienced. I love the excitement of the unknown. I think children do that to us. They remind us that something exciting is coming and something new. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be earth-shaking. It's just something that we've never experienced together. And when those moments happen, we know that they're going to be meaningful in some way. So after your second daughter was born, you made a really big decision, a really big change in your life. Would you tell us about that change? Yes. The change was sort of born from the feeling of being unsettled as a family with our first daughter. There were a lot of things that sort of surprised us in parenting and changed our value system in parenting. And as we evolved through those early years with her, we knew that we wanted the face of our family to look quite different than sort of the traditional path we were leading. My husband and I were both full-time government employees, and our daughter experienced many different types of childcare in many different types of settings. The way we were living our life just sort of conflicted with the idea of how we wanted our family value system to play out in everyday life. There was this dissonance between the way that your life looked every day and the life that you wanted to have as a family. Right. I had a job that I loved very much. It was something that I had worked very hard for, but it just was in conflict with the way that I wanted to parent and the way that I wanted my day to be structured. 
while we were expecting our second child, I had a lot of time to reflect on what that picture would look like if we would actually be risky enough to make those changes. <laughs> our very last childcare experience was with, was a very quaint, beautiful in-home experience that a stay-at-home mom had created, and she did it so beautifully. I just really respected the idea that she chose to parent and live her life in harmony. When I was expecting my second child, I spent that 10 months sort of reflecting on what it might look like if I could have the best of both worlds. What were you hoping to create? You've referenced this desire to live your life and live a life that is out of your values and have a childcare situation that reflects that. But, but what, are, what are some of those values or what, are, what were you hoping for? One thing that I found striking that's probably not that uncommon is that we felt very isolated as a family. I was really hoping to create a community of parents with the same values where we could share our experiences and share our expectations. I was hoping for more connection to other parents. You had a five-week-old baby mm-hmm. and you decided to quit your job as a biologist and open a daycare. Yes, that was quite the big deal. (laughs) When my youngest daughter was five weeks old, we opened our doors for business. Pretty unbelievable when I hear myself say it now. How did opening the daycare, leaving your job, how did that change you as an individual? I feel an, an infinite amount of choices available to me. I don't really fear taking next steps. I am always thinking about how we can do things differently, how we can evolve as a family, how we can evolve as a business. I'm not really afraid anymore to make changes. My husband and I both were from families where we were the first to get a college education, the first to have quote unquote careers and stable job. It was a pretty scary experience for our families, I think, for us to be making choices that felt very out of the box. I can remember very early on reaching out to my mom and telling her that it didn't feel quite right the career and the busy and the rat race. And she said something that I think might be reflective of her generation that you just have to do it. And that really struck a chord with me. The moment she said it, it came out of her mouth. It was very well-intentioned. And she's like, you just have to power through. And this is what we do as a society. And I was most definitely a no to that. I didn't believe that we had to do anything in parenting. I very much believed that I could choose whatever it was I wanted to be as a parent, as a wife, as a family. And I think that helped me take that risk that didn't feel like a risk because I insisted upon it. I wanted it different and it was going to happen. You've been open for four years now. Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Mm -hmm. How's it going? It's going well. When I sit to really think about it and wrap my mind around where we are compared to where we were and where we hope to go, 
I'm satisfied with where it is. There are lots of bigger ideas and paths that we'd like to take, and we're excited to see those things unfold. We can say that we like what we have before us. We love what we have before us. Over the course of these past years, you've cared for a number of different children and interacted with lots of different kinds of families. Mm -hmm. What has that experience taught you about parenting? Wow. I think what I've found the most in parenting all across the board is that there is a commonality that we all share. We all want our children to have a rich experience where they are nurtured and respected and cared for. You are the mother of two wonderful daughters. What have you learned from each of your daughters, from each of these very different young women? Wow. It's a huge question, only because I'm newly learning that I am two different parents to two different children. I have one child, my older child, who is very serious and serene and thoughtful and introverted. She's just a joy to observe. She doesn't seem to need a high level of interaction, but she's very wise in that she knows when she needs interaction. It's very easy to be open open and willing with her because those moments where she wants deeper connection, when those moments happen, they're very sweet. And my younger daughter, she is the movement in the room. She, she is the sound in the room. She is the vibration in the room. And I have learned to move between being very respectful and observant to being wholly present and aware and on my toes and alive. Wow. I'm so struck by your statement that you are two different parents to two different children. How do you do that? I'm learning. (laughs) To be honest, I had to teach myself because I had parented a child that was very easy to read, was very easy to connect to. I think that when my second child came along, I thought I would just roll who I was as a parent into this other child's life and ready to share with her who I had become as a parent. In every sense of the word, she said, no, that parent is not the parent I'm looking for. So your your youngest daughter is the sound in the room, is the movement in the room. And at times, I know she's been pretty challenging and tough to figure out how to parent her. Would you be willing to talk about how that has pushed you and challenged you, maybe even shifted everything you thought you knew about parenting? Absolutely. It was probably when she was about 18 months old that I was starting to sense that how I was parenting was not quite working with her. She's much bolder, more intense, and alive in certain ways. What I started finding was that was going against my natural parenting style, which was just to be respectful and step back 
it didn't quite work with my second child because she required me to be a part of each movement. And that was quite difficult for my own personality just because I'm introverted myself. It just didn't feel instinctive. There is this dance that occurs. The child has a need early on and a, and a parent quickly will step in or make their presence known so that they can assure the child that they're there to support. With my second child, it was about 18 months old that I started noticing that that dance was not there. It felt different. Natural, intuitive rhythm that you had experienced with your first child was just not there in the same way with your second daughter. Right. And so that left you pretty stumped. Yes. Uh, yes. Stumped, quite breathless felt myself to be open and willing and curious and interested to see that I had certain limits to this flexibility, which really surprised me. And then the more we became embroiled in our dance or lack of thereof, the more inflexible I became and the more inflexible my child became. I felt very stuck. Early on, I thought the idea was to understand her more. What I found over the work of this last year in particular is that the work with her mattered not as much as the work I needed to do with myself. I really needed to make peace with who I was, not only now as a parent, also my own life as a child and how it shaped my expectation of parenting now and what I would and would not tolerate. Some of what you realized the more that you thought about it is that you have had experience with this kind of person before and that that was really hard for you when you were a kid. When I realized the level of challenges that we were facing in, in our new home life, I realized how much it resembled my childhood with my own sibling who had some very real challenging special needs. When I made the connection between my life as a child and how much it looked like the life that I was having now, it did not sit well with me. You felt like you were reliving history in a way, in a way that was really uncomfortable. Yes, reliving a history that I did not invite back into my life. As a teenager, I divorced myself from that kind of family dynamic and interaction and very early on became an independent person. And here we are face to face with some of those more difficult moments with a young child. And it was not easy to view my own family, my new family through that same lens. I knew that in order to connect with my child, I had to forgive the idea that my experience was repeating itself. You distanced yourself from your family of origin for a time because you were so overwhelmed by some of your siblings' needs. 
and, and really kind of found those intolerable. And so to see some of that behavior, some of that big, loud chaoticness come back into your life was really initially quite a shock. Yes, it was. It was probably my first crippling moment as a parent. I didn't know how to cope and interact with that level of intensity as a child. And I certainly wasn't going to be able to do it now. (laughs) After that moment of, oh no, this will not be our world, our life, our dynamic. Once I was able to understand that it was not the same, it is not the same, it's quite different, I made a different piece with it and realized that in order for me to parent this child different from what I had been comparing her to, then I could just figure out what were those moments that made me feel like they resembled the life that I had as a young child and understand why they affected me the way I did. You're really talking about having to do the very difficult work, parsing out what are the challenges of your child and then what's your own stuff? What, like, what's the baggage that you carry with you from your own life that really doesn't have to do with her? Once I realized that I had an incredible amount of empathy for her, Not only was she faced with these challenges for her own small self, she also had a parent that needed to figure out where she came from and what that meant for life now. That's much too big for a small child who needs me right now. So how have you moved past war to peace? Well, gratefully, we've had an incredible amount of resources before us in the last year. We have spent a great deal of time getting to know our child on a different level and rebuilding that basic relationship so that we can use the proper tools to parent her for who she is as an individual and not what we're used to being as parents or trying to parent her like we parent her sister. Your your daughter can be big in her expression of pleasure, but also her expression of, of distress. We all as parents have those moments. We're in the grocery store or, you know, leaving a public place at a birthday party, something where our children just melt down in very loud, public, embarrassing ways. And I know that's something that you have some experience with. What do you tell yourself or what are the words of wisdom that get you through those moments? There's a commonality I think that we all share as parents. And that is that we feel these moments, whether they be wonderful or very difficult or unsatisfying, we all feel them to some degree in our moments of parenting. And it is not as unique as it may feel when we're in this capsule of intensity with our children. So it sounds like one of the things that you think when she's escalating is you remind yourself, I am not alone in this experience. 
Right. We all share them. You know, we, we see it with the families that we work with. Uh, we see their frustration and their despair. And I just have to remind myself, like, I'm not there to model what the perfect parenting experience is all about. I'm there to share both the triumphs and the difficulties of parenting. I am a part of that community. I'm not above that community. I think it took the loud child to teach me that, to show me that I am on a level playing field with all of the hopes and desires and frustrations of other parents. How has being a mother changed the role of spirituality in your life? Being a parent, being a mother has made spirituality something I'm more intentional about something more that I notice more regularly. Becoming a parent has left me with a desire to have a more solid foundation of spirituality, especially for my children. I find that children are hardwired for the, the greater mystery of spirituality and God and their openness and their inquisitiveness deserves a foundation at a minimum. It opens my eyes to spirituality in a way that I don't think that I would have achieved on my own because as a grown-up through life and through challenges, I've become hardened to that awe, that, that curiosity that children have. Has mothering brought about any spiritual epiphanies or maybe changed the way that you view God? The question reminds me of a poem that my mom shared with me when I was a child. It was about God assigning a family to an angel, and the angel was going to bestow the gift of a hearing-impaired child on a family. And the angel was very conflicted and said, but why, God, why would we be giving this child to this woman? She's so hardworking and compassionate and strong in her faith, and why would we be giving her challenges? And God's reply was that those were the reasons that child would be chosen for this person because she already had those gifts to care for that child. I'm reminded of that every day and that I feel I have been given children for a reason. Whoever I am and whatever I have created in my life, I feel that been a building upon of the parent that I am supposed to be for these two children that have been given to me as a gift. So I feel this greater responsibility, not only to my children to help them grow into strong, loving, compassionate women but that I have been gifted these children from God. He is asking me to assist them in becoming who they will ultimately be. It sounds like there's a sense in which you feel like your children are on loan, like they're entrusted to you and you are guiding them through this process of becoming who they are, but that you're accountable to God for the care that you give them. I very much feel like I've been entrusted and I'm grateful for that. It's a huge, gosh, I don't, I don't know that I have the word for it. Awe provoking thing. It, really it is. Very humbling. Very humbling. 
I really have to step outside of myself and who I am and what my motivations are and sort of what my expectations are in order to be present enough to remember that these young girls are a part of my life because they've been gifted to me. Well, what word or encouragement might you offer to another parent? There's a lot that you've said so far today, but if there's just one thing that you would gift to another parent. I would have to say that every parent should have a community of parents that they are a part of. One other mother or one other father or a group of parents just to remind ourselves that our work is mostly the same, our desire is mostly the same, our expectations and our fears are mostly the same. I think it's very important that a parent doesn't feel isolated in this grand experience. Is there anything that you wish you had known about parenting before you started? Yes. <laughs> I wish I had known the idealistic version of what I had when I was pregnant or thinking about having children, that it would not look or feel like what I expect. And that is okay. <laughs> That just as we are growing ourselves on a daily basis and we're ever changing, so is parenting. It is, it does not occur in a vacuum. It, it is always evolving sometimes from moment to moment over weeks, over months and over the years. My parenting looks nothing like it did four years ago and eight years ago. I guess I just had a set idea of what my parenting life would look like, and it does not look like one thing. It is a moving target. Moving target. <laughs> when these lovely girls grow up and turn 18 and go off to Juilliard or UCLA or wherever it is they go for their next adventure, how do you hope they will describe you to their new college friends or to people they meet after growing up? I love this question. Open, encompassing change and heart and spirit and ideas and willingness. I would hope that they would believe that I was always wanting to evolve as life came to me and made more life happen. Well, thank you for doing this so much for asking me to be a part of this very special concept and idea. I think it will really reach a lot of parents. Love that you took the time to be part of it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parenting Reimagined. If you like what you heard, visit our website, parentingreimagined.org and sign up for our mailing list. You can also like us on Facebook. Thanks for taking the time to be part of this community of parents who's committed to learning the deeper lessons of parenting. 